but as India's growth does not translate to economic inclusion and development of women. Rather, women's participation in the labor force has stagnated and is expected to decline further because of labor trends. Three weeks back, Fortune magazine celebrated adding a 39th woman CEO, Jane Fraser, to the ranks of the Fortune 500. Jane also became the first woman in U.S. history to lead a major U.S. bank. 39 out of 500, that's just 7.8%. Is it something wrong with that picture? Women constitute 50% of the world's population. Those 39 women CEOs are among a handful fortunates who made it to the top. According to the World Economic Forum, it will take us 108 years to close the overall gender gap and 202 years to bring parity in the workplace. Closer home in India, just 29 companies listed on the Fortune India 500 list have women leaders with executive powers. India is known globally for its IT muscle. We also ranked second among world's top 20 countries with the highest number of female tech CEOs, according to UK-based RS report. This may sound impressive, right? But even with 1,500 women CEOs heading tech companies in India, they just head a dismal 5% companies considering there are roughly 30,000 odd tech firms in our country. These women are not alone. There are approximately 432 million working-age women in India, of which 343 million are not paid for formal work. The women labor force participation rate is among the lowest in the world at 25%. Jordan, Iraq and Iran are the countries behind us. So even if women here got voting rights before United States, what is holding our women back? Hi and welcome to Hashtag Women, a podcast where we bring you the latest from the field of gender innovation, women issues, news about women's research and women in research. But before we dive into the structural, social and economic reasons behind why women fall behind, we will have to wade through a boring set of statistics. But it promises to put matters in perspective. Let us have a quick look at unequal pays or mean gender wage gaps, which are situations where women are paid less than men for doing the same work in India. In our cities and small towns among India's huge lower-middle-income group, there is large disparity in pay. Take for instance 2018-19 Global Wage Report of the International Labour Organization. Despite witnessing the highest average real wage growth of 5.5% among all South Asian countries during 2017-18, India recorded the highest mean gender pay gap of 34.5% among all nations. 
the world's mean gdp gap was 15.6% when it comes to economic participation and opportunity for women it is even worse recently the world economic forum's gender gap report 2020 claimed that india slipped to the 112th rank from an earlier 108th rank in gender parity when average incomes of men and women were measured in each country this clearly shows how women in these countries are persistently less present in the labor market than men which then leads to the large gap in economic participation and opportunity despite significant strides India's growth story has ignored women. Today, India has 13.5 million women-owned enterprises, representing just 20% of all enterprises. Most of them are single-person enterprises, and only 17% of these all women-owned enterprises employ hired workers. and less than 1% women enterprises engaged in non-farm activities in both rural and urban generate more than rupees 50 lakh per annum in revenue or employ more than 10 people or operate out of the formal office a number of these enterprises which were reported as women owned are not in fact controlled or run by women A combination of financial and administrative reasons leads to women being just on paper owners with little role to play. Women's potential in India remains as an untapped resource. The World Bank estimates that 75% of working age women, that is who fall in the age group of 15 to 64 years and form 35% of India's total working age population, currently do not have paid work. Only 59% of women have access to mobile phones and only 35% of women actively use their bank accounts further limiting their opportunities. And what we saw in India is that in rural India in particular only one out of every 10 internet users back in 2014 was a woman. So only 10% was female. And you don't see this kind of gap across the world. You actually see it's really stark here in India. This is Sapna Chadda, Senior Marketing Director, Google India, in an interview to ET Now. And so we started a program called Internet Sathi to help show the women of rural India what benefits that they could get, train them on how they could use it, give them access to smartphones and tablets, and show them the way. And what we saw from that was that women were, you know, held back for no reason. This opened a world for them and a window for them to the world that they hadn't seen before. And what we've seen now is that since then, the participation of women online has increased to about 30 to 40 percent, and we see a big change. But what we saw is that when women are accessing information on the internet, they're doing really powerful things with it. They're not, you know, just you know, time pass kind of activities. They're using their time to find out information about agriculture, about education, about information for their children and their needs. And they also started to improve their livelihoods. So what we saw is that women were finding information about let's say agriculture or tailoring a number of other different areas and they actually started businesses of their own and that's what really propagated us and provoked us to say can 
access to information really help to yield and unleash what we're seeing in terms of entrepreneurship opportunities for women? Because what we've seen, we've seen women doing fantastic things online, starting businesses where they're making honey to lemongrass oil to starting salons of their own, you know, a number of different things. But what they've been able to do is to create kind of a standing for themselves and really improve the gender norms that they're subjected to. They get confidence, they have information, they're really, they become stronger. And that's why, you know, we believe that women and entrepreneurship can really be a big force that, can, that we can see in terms of improvement in the economy. Finally, although women represent 42% of agricultural labor force in India, women own just 2% of farmland. Such level of issues of unemployment and property ownership pose many challenges for women. Women beyond a certain uh, life stage, the age can be anything. So once you get married and once you have your children, I think the needs change drastically. This is Aditi Balbir the founder and CEO of V Resorts, in an interview to HT Brandmasters. Look, I've always actually believed that, uh, you know, equality, of course, is there. But more than that, we shouldn't shy away from stereotyping, uh, which means that earlier you would think that, you know, a single woman wouldn't want to travel to very offbeat places uh, or she wouldn't want to do heavy lifting like the operations or maybe the purchasing where there's a lot of running around that's uh, involved. So especially for my business, um, you know, a lot of the major roles are done by women. And so I think in that sense, we shouldn't uh, stereotype them. Uh, but of course, everything, especially in a startup, has to be uh, merit-oriented. Women in India who are actively participating in the workforce are 2.9 times more likely than men to be unemployed. Also, as per a 2019 study by the Centre for Monitoring India Economy, women graduates are more than 3.5 times more likely than their male peers to be unemployed. But here is a worrisome picture. By 2030, the working age population of India will surpass 1 billion. That means 100 crore, an unprecedented number, will be the highest in the world. So there will be 110 million more people who will enter the workforce, of which 54 million will be women. India needs to take a non-traditional approach in addition to job creation by private and government sectors. Entrepreneurship is a powerful and largely untapped opportunity for working-age women in India. You may now ask what we are really missing here. It is well known that micro, small and medium enterprises, MSMEs, are the key drivers to long-term employment creation. When provided with equal access to inputs like finance, mentor support, women-owned enterprises produce equally strong economic outcomes when compared to those led by men. So I think uh, the first uh, major issue that is there is that uh, women are usually getting into businesses which are not exactly or are not under the VC gamut. This is Aditi. So uh, venture capital will look at typically, uh, you know, a lot of innovation, a lot of scalability. And that somehow, uh, you know, is uh, are the roles which women don't really prefer to get into. I think that's the first thing that we need to uh, correct. The second thing I think and the most important thing for all women is access to capital. 
and that is somewhere you know it's it's uh, i mean look at india there uh, can you name any fund which is really women oriented it isn't there to give you sense of this issue if india encourages the untapped women power it can create over 30 million women owned enterprises this can generate potentially transformational employment in india of 150 to 170 million jobs which is more than 25% of the new jobs required for the entire working age population from now until 2030 for ensuring economic independence women enterprises need to be owned controlled or run by women the google and bain company surveys suggest that total share of enterprises that are truly owned and run by women is likely to be lower than 20% women perceive themselves at a considerable gap to men on several critical business skills finally because of reduced mobility and their household responsibilities and issues like safety women fail behind you know there are a number of factors that are that are holding women back um and i think it will be the first one is you know as a in a in a cultural context i think we're only now starting to to elevate the dialogue on the importance of women and their inclusion in the economy here is mega chawla partner in bain and company in an interview to a tv program called startup central uh even today for most of india it is not something that is emphasized uh from the time women start from the time they're adolescence from the time they're in even in you know even in undergraduate or business schools it's not really spoke you know it's not really emphasized the way it the way it should and i say women are contributing despite that today not uh and women are contributing heavily despite that um i think the second thing around what is holding women back as entrepreneurs uh is the fact that i think there has to be a you know we cannot apply a broad brushed approach we have to apply a very nuanced approach to different segments of entrepreneurs the needs of a hyper scaling entrepreneur in urban india are very different from the needs of a rural agripreneur they're both equally important and they both have to be looked at as entrepreneurs but the solutions will need to be different i think the third one which over time will will hopefully solve itself but we want to find a way of accelerating the solution is having more role models and role models again in different parts of india it cannot be just urban role models it cannot just be corporate leaders i do believe they're very important and are making a huge difference uh, by being role models but i think we need role models at the community level we need role models at levels which are relatable across the length and breadth of india and not just in a certain not just role models that appeal to a certain to a few segments of india there is a greater need today to systematically address these underlying beliefs and challenges to bring in more women into the business field but for that there are four key opportunities one needs to tap into to unlock this potential firstly ensure a policy framework that gives a level playing field to women There should be a national or state level policy steered by the country's highest officers like the prime minister's office or by the chief minister in a state so that coordinated plans are drawn to help women owned enterprises across private and public agencies. 
the scope of self-help groups needs to be expanded across India. A startup village entrepreneurship program can be formulated for this. Then one requires an easier business environment across the ecosystem, including for smaller, more traditional and informal business that tend to appeal to women. Secondly, women require equal access to finance and needs support from the financing sector. This can be done by simplifying and ensuring a transparent loan application process with fast-tracked loan disbursement. One can also introduce women-focused funding initiatives. Government or bodies can amplify champion investors and mentors who back business women. Thirdly, and the most important, is the creation and celebration of role models. We need campaigns led by nationals and state governments to celebrate individuals and communities to drive positive attitudes on women business skills. The fourth and most important one, there has to be an emphasis on establishing business incubators which focus on sectors that are traditionally male-dominated to ensure business is not reinforcing prevailing gender stereotypes. I think the best advice I've heard is sometimes we hold ourselves back as women that it's it's not just the it's not just society it's not just infrastructure it's not all of the barriers that are presented before us it's actually sometimes ourselves that hold us back and so sometimes you need to get the voices in your head that tell you you shouldn't move forward and you need to dismiss them the best advice is I say like stop the voices in your head and just move forward in the end we feel that by creating a conducive business environment for women, India will be able to unlock their immense potential. This will be one of the biggest catalysts that will help our country balance our economic ambitions as the fastest growing trillion dollar economy in the world, where we need to meet the climate targets and sustainable development goals by 2030.